Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody, this is James A. Willis, and this is James A. Willis Reads Fretboard Journal. If you hear clinking and ringing and stuff, it's because we're just flying by the seat of our pants. And I've got Winnie sitting in mine, and now I've got a special guest here tonight who I've been wanting to meet, but who I haven't met, and so I get to meet her on a podcast, and that's Carly Driftwood. Nice so, to meet you, James. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, I just asked you how you were doing, and... Uh, I'm good. You're good. Woke up early today and just, you know, doing the whole music thing, bouncing around. Paid off a $200 speeding ticket. No. It's just like, I can't. Those are the worst. Escape. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, all right, Winnie's down. Uh, she'll probably be barking again soon, and we're going to leave it in if she, if she does. Uh, where did you get your speeding ticket? So I live in Lebanon, which is... Um, when it's like 40 minutes outside mm-hmm. of Nashville. So I got it on some back road and I was going like 17 over. But I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that street was that slow. 17? Hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty big chunk. And honestly, I'm a pretty good driver. It's really weird. I haven't had a ticket in, in years. And I literally was thinking the other day, like, man, I'm a boring, slow driver. I'm a grandma now. And I guess, you know, the one time I speeded, I get a $200 ticket. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's why it happens. <laughs> yeah. You look like no grandmother I've ever seen. Well, <laughs> that's probably not true. So anyway, listen, uh, I, I mean, we're starting from scratch here. I, I just discovered you. I think some people in Nashville may know who you are and you've just had a, a new record come out and, and it's great. And Thank people you. are saying great stuff about it. Thank you. So how did you get can you give me like a little short story about how you got here? Cause yeah, I know it's been a quite a journey. Yeah. Um. So should I start from like when I started playing music? Yeah. Like sure. Nash- okay. Yeah. So um, I'm from Mechanicsville, Virginia, which is like 15 minutes outside of uh, Richmond, and um, I was an only child, so I didn't really have like siblings to keep me occupied raised by a single parent, so kind of had to like do my own thing. So I read a lot, and then, um, and I wanted to write books. Like, for me, I think I'm a writer before a musician, mm-hmm. and um, I got guitar lyric, I got guitar lessons when I was in third grade, and then it was like, oh wait, I can take what I've been writing and turn yeah. it into a song. And that's kind of been, like, I feel like my only reason to live and what I, the only thing that makes me happy, like, gives me a reason to wake up in the morning is music. So, yeah. how to get out here. One of the things that somebody said to me, we both, we have a mutual friend, Darren. And he's a really cool guy. And one of the things he said to me about you was that, was that your songs were all real. And that, like, raises the the bar because you but it makes sense with what you just said because you're kind of just putting song uh, music to your stories yeah and those i think have to be the the most intense uh things you know we i think on the last podcast that i had here we decided the reason i i can't write songs because i'm fascinated <laughs> by songwriters but the reason i can't write songs is a uh, zero heartache i have zero heartache can i be you like whatever drugs you are taking <laughs> can you please give them to me <laughs> well the fact that i didn't 
get struck by lightning just then for saying that is I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I know you just curse I've had some. You need to go knock on some wood. Right I know now. I've had some heartache. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think. That, but that's I've heard that over and over again about the this new album that your songs are, uh, are like, you know, super uh, honest and super tough. And I hope everybody can find a way to to listen to them because they're not. I don't think it's that easy to get a hold of them online yet, right? I know I personally bought your CD. Oh, no, it's everywhere. It's okay. on Spotify, oh, okay, iTunes. Good. Yeah, it's everywhere now. All right, good, yeah. Because, you know, I'm... Uh, I'm kind of the... I'm, I, I mean, I've been an iTunes... I'm, a, I'm the house that Apple built, you know, mm-hmm. and I had iTunes forever. Yeah. But all of a sudden, uh, I'm like all about Alexa. <laughs> and so I'm frustrated that I can't hear your music on my oh she's talking oh gosh, to me back talking. there in the bag yeah no i'm Wait, not talking how talk- do i get my music i don't i've never had alexa before what do, well, how do i get a, my music it's amazon uh music i don't know i'll, I'll figure it out i'll i'll send him a letter and I'm say i'm upset to be on amazon well maybe i'm just messing up somehow <laughs> alexa maybe just don't want me to listen <laughs> yeah so so all right so you so you you started out young you're writing music you're getting this stuff out of your system and and you just sort of worked your way to Nashville was Nashville your ultimate goal or um no so there was like uh, other things um, honestly music has been my number one no matter what if there's a hard day I listen to music any like music is for everything everything I do I party to music I get drunk to music I cry to music like everything I want to do and then um for a while in high school um I was playing some shows in Richmond and um and then all of a sudden I got signed to this modeling agency when I was 15 and um she wanted the agent wanted me to move to New York City and that kind of just got in my head all of a sudden like it I kind of got so excited about that that I didn't play music for a couple years. I used to, I just kind of dropped music and I all I cared about was modeling. And then I started like drinking and partying in high school. I was kind of like a party kid. Even though I got like really good grades, right. I still partied. And I don't know, I just kind of like left music behind. I always, I still loved it, but I wasn't playing it. And um, I graduated a year early from high school at 17. And then I moved to New York City to pursue modeling which was the biggest flop ever. Um, I am not, you know, a, like I was a model, but I wasn't like, a, you know, one of those New York models. And um, I moved there and I, you know, I got some work, but I needed to pay my bills. And uh, I never had a job before because I just turned 18. And um, I met this girl who was my age, you know, like 19, and she had this place in Manhattan. And I'm like, how do you afford this? Like, what do you do? And she was like, just go on Craigslist and look up cocktail waitressing. And I did. And there was an address. And I put like a kitchen knife in my bag. Because it was just an address. Like it wasn't a location, like, you know, a building or something. And so I went there and it was like, this underground strip club of like wall street and like private event and my friend was there like so we i walk in the door and she looks at me and i look at her and i'm like oh and she's like yeah i'm not actually a cocktail waitress and she was like just try it out 
So I stayed that night and I took like seven shots of tequila and I woke up with a ton of money. And so I ended up becoming like a dancer and um, I was in New York for a few more months. I just felt like a huge failure. I was like 18, like this stripper, like not really pursuing modeling. And um, I went home to Richmond and just felt like my dream was over. And I felt like a huge failure. Um, am I talking too much? No, okay. absolutely not. Okay. That's what it's about. Okay. <laughs> it's a, you know. And uh, so I went back to Richmond and um, I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to get her, go to college and do like, you know, the, the normal thing. So I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for because I can't see myself at an office job nine to five. Like, especially once you become a stripper, like you are your own boss. Like you make your own schedule. Like it's your own game. So you you don't listen to other people. You go into work and you walk out when you want, you know. Right. And I I guess. I mean, not from experience. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And so uh, I moved back and couldn't figure out what I wanted to do, but I was like, okay, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to get a real job. And the only thing that I could think of that I wanted to do was mortuary science mm. because I really love horror movies and I love forensic science and all that stuff. So I ended up going to mortuary school and... Have, I, 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 um, we're not making this up, folks. Okay. Am I, I feel like I'm <laughs> no, like going go. on and no, on keep and going. on. I don't, listen, I think it's a big deal that you're doing it. Yeah. And by the way, when you're done, I have to tell you that I also worked as a mortician's assistant in high school. Okay. So I know where you're coming from. Yeah. You yeah. know that, that good old smell of that rotting. Oh, yeah. The blisters. You haven't lived burst. until, yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, so you did, yeah, and I, I finally just was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I gotta get out of here. <laughs> See, yeah. like, honestly, um, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with being a mortician. Well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, you just have to be able to shift your head into the idea that, you know, well, one thing's for sure, and I don't mean to be cutting you off, but no, you know, man, I one of the talking too much. no, <laughs> one of the hallmarks of my podcast is I just talk right over my guest. So, so it's all good. Yeah. So no, but one of the things about the funeral home like experience or anybody that's ever worked there or been like you know in that world like you realize really quickly that that like a dead bot like there's something else about us when we're alive that's absolutely gone when we're dead like i mean that is so crazy you say that i literally had a conversation with someone about that the other day it's like you don't realize how special every individual person is until you work with a dead person. Right. Because I've cut into a lot of dead people and I've right. been to autopsies. I've seen people completely pulled yeah. apart. Me too. And it's all the same. So it, yep. it just, it shows that like there really is something special about all of us that we can't, I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. It's but a, it's, no, it's your energy. It's your soul. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, 100%. it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know where it goes afterwards, but. Oh, I think it's. I think it goes all sorts. But you know, that's a whole separate podcast. I have some very good ideas about where it goes. I feel like yeah. parts of it go into the people that were, you know, like you you were close to someone that died, and then you you feel like they're still with you. Yeah. Like, I wonder if it like breaks apart and just goes to everyone that it was close. It's with. not really that it. I don't think this breaks apart. I think it's everywhere all at once. Yeah. Forever and sometimes, you know, 
comes back. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's sometimes a piece of it might, you know, I don't know. Hey, this is, you know, again, it's like we could go, this is a whole separate podcast. <laughs> what happens when you die? <laughs> and I don't know if, if, if my listeners are, I don't know if they would think that I'm qualified to talk about it. So anyway, you're, you've, uh, you, let me back up. You so say you're, you're doing the mortuary school thing and you decide that that's not right. And what happens after that? So, uh, yeah, I was doing the mortuary school and, you know, it was, I, I think it would be a great job if I was that person, if I wasn't into music, it would have been the job for me. But I mean, I, I'm an entertainer, I think, and I love the entertainment industry and it's like, you know, something was missing and I started picking up my guitar again and started writing songs again at home and I'm like, this is like what I was born to do. I knew it all along. I fucked up along the way and just kind of lost it. And But this is like what I was born to do. Yeah. And um, so I was maybe like, I was like a year away from graduating mortuary school and I was going full time. So I had no time to save up money. Like work. I had one job and I worked like a couple days a week for like minimum wage. Right. So, um, I was like, I'm going to have to dance again, save up some money. And, um, so I started stripping like once and once or twice a week to save up money. So for a year straight, I would like, and one day I would go to an embalming lab, right? go to my car during lunch break, practice my guitar and write songs in my car. Like I had people from class who could clarify that like they would see me in my car and be like what are you doing right right (laughs) and then i would go to the club afterwards and dance so um so yeah like i I may not i may not actually make this podcast public because i think uh instead i'm just gonna produce the movie (laughs) 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 um but yeah so i danced for a year and all of the money I made I saved up like you make a lot of money when you're a dancer and you know girls had like you know Mercedes-Benz like 19 year olds having the most expensive like Michael Kors bags and I made money like that and people would be like you know why like I literally had dancers say to me like why don't you buy nicer clothes like why don't you you know go out and go shopping and stuff and I'm like this is all going to like my future move to Nashville. Right. So I would go into the dressing room with like sweatpants on with like holes in them. You know, right. I didn't I didn't spend my money on anything except saving to move to Nashville. And then I graduated in May 2016 and I moved to Nashville a week later. Wow. And I brought the money that I saved. So And so you've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you how did you uh, meet Darren? Okay, so... Or maybe tell us a little bit about Darren and then tell me how you met him. Y'all, Darren is the best. He is one of my best friends. Um, me and Darren met on Instagram. Right. I don't know who followed who first, um, but I remember he posted a picture and I commented on it and it was like a funny picture and then he messaged me. I was at... I'm the door girl at Deja Vu right now and um, he messaged me that night and we were just like DMing each other and then we closed, I work after hours, so we closed at like 5 a.m. 
And apparently Deja Vu's haunted. Like, the building is haunted. Uh, like, the bartender was freaking out. She's, That's two she, reasons. She got pushed down the stairs, and they watched their surveillance camera, and there's no one behind her, but it looks like two hands, like, pushed her. Wow. And there's all these... People have, like, quit Deja Vu because they're, like, there's energy in here. Like, people have seen and heard things. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Where is it? It's right Not, down the street. Oh, it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, now I have to... I had to drive I, past it to get to you. Really? I it's have right no on idea. Church Street. Really? Yeah. How would I not know that? Well, maybe because... It's right of, next to Hustler. Uh... You know where I know where is. that is. Only because I see it when I drive. Yeah, it's huge and fancy. Don't lie. I know you'd be trying on lingerie at Do Hustler. You, yeah, and you know that I've, nev- <laughs> I've never been to a Nashville strip club, but I have two reasons to go to one now. What are the two reasons? <laughs> You're at the door, and there's a ghost. Yeah. Yeah, two of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah. No, so, but, but, yeah, so, anyway. So, yeah. Darren. So, you know... It was like 5 a.m. and we're all leaving the club. And I'm like hyped up like, oh my gosh, the club is haunted. And I just felt really fired up and like like wild about it because we were all screaming in the parking lot. And I just called Darren. Like I just called him. We've never talked before. And I was like, oh my gosh, the strip club I work at is haunted. The titty bar is haunted. <laughs> and like I live in Lebanon, so I have like a long ride home. And we just talked, like, the whole way home. Yeah. And and th- this guy that we're talking about, Darren, is a great musician. Oh, my gosh. He's yeah, such a good amazing. songwriter. And he's pl- he plays with who? I forget. Right off he the top He was of with Nikki Bloom and the right, Gramblers. Right, she right. went solo last year. He's, right. like, doing her own little solo thing. Right. But he's doing his thing now. And yeah. And it's going to be really good. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I met him. I did a guitar case for him. His uncle is Tex Ritter. Right. That's what I did. Tex Ritter, Saint case. Mm-hmm. I did it for his... Uh, I guess his cousin who was getting married, or he had it done for her. So Carly, yeah, John we, Ritter's daughter. Yeah, John Ritter, and I love John Ritter too. Yeah. So that was exciting. That was fun to do that. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get him over here. We've ne- we've known each other for a while, but we've never face to face. He needs to come out. I know here. we're circling around. You know, I try. I, the, the thing I have in common with musicians is that I'm on the road all mm-hmm. the time. You know, not for the same reasons, but it seems like I'm always. Yeah. Somebody sent me a text today and said, hey, I want to send you something. What address are you at this week? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure. Sounds like a fun life. Yeah, it can be. Um, but, uh, you know, I have to thank, you know, Monica, my wife, it's the one who really kind of makes that happen because I would just probably never leave here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have a really long beard and I'd just be making weird stuff. and <laughs> I wouldn't leave. So it keeps me sane that she drags me all over the creation. <laughs> But yeah, so Darren, we got to get him over here. We and, do. And and what and he worked with you on your uh, on your new album. Yeah. So. Yeah. Te- wait first. Te- let's tell everybody the new album that Carly has out. So go look for it on iTunes and try to get Alexa to find it because she's having she's struggling with it. But it's uh it's too mean to die. Is yeah. The name. Too mean to die and Carly with a K. So K-A-R-O-Y. And then Driftwood. I love Rob Zombie movies. And there's a character in his movies called Otis Driftwood. So that's where I got Driftwood yeah. from. Oh, I like it. It works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Darren helped you on your yes. record. And by the way, my, uh, my uh, clipboard that had the time running on it, it's mm-hmm. gone. So I don't know if we've been talking 10 minutes or two hours. So let's, keep, let's just keep going. Okay. All right. 
Um, yeah, so Darren and I, we became friends after that, and we had never met each other, and um, we became, like, best friends just virtually, and I sent him, he was like, I want to hear your music, and I sent him a song, and he really liked it, and he was like, you should put out an album, and I I don't know anything about putting out an album, and I'm like, I don't know how, and he's like, just do it. I'm like, what do you mean, just do it? He's right. like, just do it. Yeah. And so I feel like Darren is, like, he was like the push of me putting out an album, That's you know, because cool. I was I was just playing around. I was playing around. I would all I would record like demos of myself and be really insecure about it and be like, what would people think? And no, this isn't good enough. And Darren was just like, you just got to do it. So I had um, some of my songs were written and then I had a list of songs that I wanted to write. Like I had the title for them, like Strip My Way to Nashville. Um, I started writing part of that when I was dancing, but there was just things that needed to be filled in and we needed to make a real song. So me and Darren would just Skype. Like he lives all the way in Oakland. We've never met each other and we co-wrote most of the songs together. So we basically wrote my album together without ever meeting each other. You know, maybe if we both (laughs) go to work on him. (laughs) <laughs> we can get him to come and see us. Yeah. Right? I think I think he went he's he's recording something right now. So I think he's gonna come out here in like the middle of summer maybe. Yeah. So well, yeah, I tell you, if he's in town and he comes to see you and you guys don't come see me, I'm upset. <laughs> no, he I'm wants saying, to, he I'm wants upset. to meet you. Like I texted him that I was on the way to you and he's like all excited. Like he really yeah. wants to meet you. Yeah. He talked he talked about you. I found you because of him and then you never followed me back on instagram you keep saying that i can't believe i did i mean listen it's just because i you know i mean millennial uh, problems well yeah right (laughs) i'm real i'm i'm not the i don't think i'm the best instagram uh user because basically (laughs) what i what instagram kind of is to me is like hey here's what i'm doing today and i'm kind of out yeah you know and i mean i like looking at when people like my stuff i'll check it out what they're doing and stuff but i don't i don't think i follow through like I should and that's probably not fair yeah but Um, you know but that's the way I found you he talked about you he showed me the case of Tex yeah was like look at this guy and like I think he tagged me in a bunch of your pictures and then I followed you I just can't believe I don't think you did follow me I did huh and I remember when you followed me finally like a month ago I was like oh he followed me wow (laughs) <laughs> Man, that is a thought that never crossed my mind. Well, I'm gonna go follow a bunch of people tonight. Do it. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yes, I will. Anybody that follows me on Instagram, James A. Willis, artist, uh, tonight or tomorrow night or for the next four days, I'll follow you back. Got to self promote. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do. <laughs> I guess. So, all right. So the album's out. I bought it. Like, I ordered it. I've got the hard copy. In fact, I can see it right over there. And I don't think it has your signature on it. No. Can we can we do something about that, you think? Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Because i got to put that in my collection. Yes. Yeah. For when you're a big old superstar <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And now, I, you know, this first album that you wrote with Darren, well, what kind of guitar are you playing? Cause, listen, let me tell you something. This podcast is called James A. Willis Reads Fretboard Journal. You see those fretboard journals on the floor down there? Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's like my favorite magazine in the universe. And my podcast started 
because the publisher of Fretboard Journal was advising me that I shouldn't read Fretboard Journal and drive. <laughs> and and uh, so I was just going to read the magazine, and now the magazine kind of spawned this thing, but I, I, I don't feel like I show it enough love. And so, uh, you know, we love Fretboard Journal here. There it is, number 43. Yeah, oh, my God, Billy Strings, the best. I think when I – do you know his work? you got to check him out because he is, to me, like, he is from another planet and he's he's just he's so young and he's so talented and it's just like wow it's hope for uh real music in the world because he is doing it shout out to billy strings mm-hmm. yeah billy and so strings. now now i was going to ask you what now that we've talked about fretboard journal a little bit um that brings up this then this question what what guitar are you playing so um i don't really know anything about gear i'm pretty lame when it comes to it my friend gave me his Yamaha. Mm-hmm. All I know is that it's a Yamaha. Yeah. It's acoustic. Sounds good. And uh, I play that. I write my songs on that. And then I have a Fender Jaguar. Yeah. And that's what I hope when I get a band together that I will start playing that. That's a cool guitar. Very yeah. like, that's very like, to me, to me, the, the, those, those kind of, it's kind of a retro guitar in a way, but mm-hmm. it's making a big comeback. Like some of the, you know. I know some really cool players are are totally into into the Jaguar right now. It's cool. a very cool guitar. Well, I, I you know I was gonna ask you if maybe you'd play a song, and you'd mentioned going to get your guitar, but I think since you've you can, but since you've just been playing the Yamaha, yeah, you might want to choose one of the guitars to play from that totally lush rack behind you, because there may be some in there that that I think you might really like. There's there's a Gibson Hummingbird, which is my favorite. You pick one out for me. I'm going to pick one out for you. Okay, I'm going to walk over there and get one. And, uh, you know, again, just like the, the last podcast I did, I say when I get up and walk away from the mic, I say this to you that I'm going to be editing this out later, but okay. actually I just leave it. Okay. Okay. All right, so if you want to hum or anything. Wow. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's see. We're going to get to Gibson Hummingbird. Okay, so, hey, Carly. Hey, hey. Hey, will you play me a song? Yes. All right, on the beautiful Gibson Hummingbird? Yes. All right, okay, here this she goes. This is Too Mean to Die. There's two options, black or white. Make it out or stay and die. This town's a graveyard of broken dreams, but I won't let it bury me. The reaper came in the shape of life, but I'm addicted to the fight. I pulled his hood and I stole his sight. Now it's me who owns the night and I'm too mean to die. from the dark bless their hearts they've got it worse they're working just to wait for the honking hearse i ain't gonna live just like a ghost i was born to take and make the most i'm gonna be me got shit to hide you can't tag and bag this grind and i'm too mean 
Man, that was great. That song's badass. And that's and that's the name of your new album. Uh-huh. Great. Wow. Hey, look. You know, it's been great to meet you in person. Yeah, great to meet you. And I'm too. glad, uh, Monica, my engineer, Thank the, you, the Monica, show's you engineer. Thank you, Monica. You really helped out with this. And the, yeah. So, um, so I can't blame the recording mistakes on her. And that's <laughs> I, I like to do that usually. But uh. It sounded great. Yeah, it's great, great to meet you, and I'm super excited about your stuff, and I, I hope it keeps going right for you, you know, and you're meeting the right people. Yeah, and with da- keep hustling. Yeah, and again, another shout-out to Darren, who's like, Darren A, y'all, look Darren him up, A. D-E-R-E-N. I might even put him, I might even, I might even put him as a guest on the, uh, You might as well, we've yeah, talked to him. I know, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you do. And I hope you get some breaks and you're working hard and you've gotten here like totally legit and that makes your, your music good. And then we'll have to see what happens if good things start happening to you, how it's going to change your music. Yeah. Because I don't know though, because if I'm happy, then that's bad because then songs aren't getting written. Songs can can be happy. (laughs) Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a, yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, yeah, they'll be good. They'll be good. So, Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's the been studio is so cool. It's been great. Uh, will you tell everybody where they can? Uh, I know we we've said they can find your music on iTunes. They can find your music on uh, Spotify. It's everywhere. Anywhere can, you can think of, it's there. They can go old school like I did and buy your CD. Yeah, everyone's been asking about vinyl. That's like the biggest yeah. question, and I just can't afford vinyl right now. But then yeah. I'm like, maybe I should just save up like that be what I need to save that money for well, because now, maybe I'll have more sales that you, way. You said you know Bure. Yeah. All right, good friend of mine forever. Mm-hmm. Like, Bure and I go all the way back to week one of Nashville for me. Mm-hmm. I designed Bure's latest album cover. Well, I didn't design it. It was designed by Price Harrison, mm-hmm. and uh, I did the painting of the okay. Alabama fireworks. But Bure is uh, in tight with the guys from Ken- uh, Kindercore. And they press records and stuff, so okay. I'm gonna call Blu-ray. I'm gonna tell Blu-ray to call you. Don't you have to get your album like remastered? Though, Let's see. We'll talk to Blu-ray. He knows everything. But maybe okay. there's some, maybe there's some synergy there. Like you know, if you're thinking about it, he may have an angle for you. Yeah, an because angle I mean, approach. like just everybody. That's like the question is like, like you know, CDs are cool, but I like vinyl is the cool thing. Right. I'm like, oh, I have to like pay to remaster it and. 
Well, don't, you know, who knows, right? You got to give it a shot, mm-hmm. you know? Who knows? It might be easier than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to Boo Ray. For I'll talk to Boo Ray. I'm going to talk to Boo Ray about it. <laughs> I'm going to talk to him. Shout out to Boo Ray. Shout out to Boo Ray. So, old rascal. <laughs> He's a rascal, man. He is exactly what he appears to be, too. Just like you, I think. So, he, I think he lived with his with my my bass player, the guy who played bass, I think, lived with Boo Ray. And I don't, I've never met Boo Ray, but like I think I walked by him yeah. one time. You'd know if you'd met him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fell out of a 1970s Smokey and the Bandit movie. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was he accidentally somehow escaped from the celluloid. The way cooler. Way cooler. But no, that's pretty cool though. That's a to, if my for my thing. All right, so. Um, Again, now I'll say bye again. I always say bye at least ten times. You know, I, I hate know. goodbye. I hate I hate saying bye too. Like I know. I used to get made fun of because when people are all saying goodbye, like at parties, I don't say bye. I'm just gone. Like right. you just don't see me. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> see you later is what I always say because goodbye is kind of like yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but he said he'd see me later. So all right. Well, anyway, Carly Driftwood, one of my new buds. Yes. Right. Yes. And great to meet you, and uh, hope you come back. To the Secret Studio. Oh, I'll be back. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. This is James A. Willis, Reed's Fretboard Journal. And uh, check the links on the podcast page uh, for Carly's website and her contact info. Uh, Instagram, Carly Driftwood. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, cool. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. I mean, see you later. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Cool.